أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 10th word, which is about the verity, reality, certainty of the hereafter, of reward and punishment after death, that, that, that there is life after death and that there is an abode of reward and punishment. This is a lengthy treatise, and we are not anywhere close to the end yet, mashallah. Ustad Nursi in this treatise provides lots of evidence, um, rational evidence, as to the verity, reality, certainty of the hereafter, the, that there is life after death. In this section of the treatise, we are going through what Ustad Nursi calls truths. Truths that prove, that provide evidence for the necessity and existence of life after death. Each of these truths are about the manifestation of some of God's names. We look around the cosmos in which we live we identify its various attributes, properties, then we think about the one who created this cosmos with these properties. And from that we deduce, we understand that this creator must have certain attributes. Once we understand those attributes, we turn and look at ourselves, our human, human existence, and we see in ourselves that we want eternity, but none of us, none of the members of the humankind that has come to this world has stayed. We all come and we all depart. Then we ask, what do we expect from the Creator, the Lord, who has created this cosmos in the way that He has created and that we understood He has so so majestic so perfect attributes the one who has those attributes what do we expect from him then we conclude that we expect from him to give us life after death so the sixth truth that we have been reading and trying to understand in the past uh, two weeks this is going to be the third week is about sublimity and perpetuity that we observe in the cosmos the traits 
of sublimity and perpetuity that we observe in the cosmos, which are the manifestations, reflections of God's names, the majestic and the everlasting. I don't want to go into too much detail of this because then we will keep repeating what we already uh, talked about in the previous episodes. For those who are new to this, perhaps this might be the first episode that you ever happen to uh, listen. Please go back and at least listen to the introduction of the 15th episode on the 10th word, or even better, listen to the uh, 14th and 15th episodes of the 10th word, and then come back here. Very briefly, we look around and we see that this entire cosmos, the, the firmament, this, this space, all these massive stars and planets are created and they are placed on the firmament that we look as if they are made embellishments on the firmament for us, the human beings. And there are many other aspects of this that we can think about. This is just one of the examples. Then we think about the one who has put those stars, those, those galaxies, those planets there. Such expense. We understand that he is majestic. Then we look around all the animate beings. Again, this is only one of the examples. And we see that they all die. They all come to life serve for a brief period of time as slaves of their Lord, then pass on. But the, the quality of life continues. Then from that we understand that the one who gives life is lasting, is everlasting. Ustad Nursi told us that, he, that um, through a metaphorical representation we could make this easier to understand. And, and he told us a very brief, very easy, simple story that there are these um, travelers journeying on a road and they come across a hotel, they enter the hotel and notice that the hotel is so beautifully ornamented and not only it is beautifully ornamented, all those ornamentations, decorations, they are destroyed every, every day and new ones are brought and, and built for the newcomers. But nobody stays in the hotel forever. It is understood that this hotel is a guest house on the way to the, to the one who has built it. The owner of these places has built the hotel for the guests who are, who are on their journey to visit him. And they also look around and see that there are all these servants that are recording how the guests are behaving in the hotel. And they are also given these gadgets, these cameras, if you will, with which they can take pictures. The, the, everything is beautiful and delicious here, but there is no satiation. Everybody departs without being satiated. From this, Ustad Nursi told us that we can understand a number of things. Actually, he said uh, nine principles. Among those principles, we read through the first four, and inshallah, we will continue reading the sixth truth of the tenth word from the fifth principle that is in it. So, Bismillah, Beşinci Esas, the fifth principle. Hem anlarsın ki, 
şu fani masnuat fena için değil, bir parça görünüp mahvolmak için yaratılmamışlar. You will also understand that. So this you will also understand refers to this story. We understand understand from the story. We understood the first principle, the second principle, third principle, fourth principle. Now we are at the fifth principle. You will also understand that these temporal, transient artifacts are not created, are not created for annihilation, to just disappear. They are not created just to show up for a brief period of time and then to be destroyed. Belki vücutta kısa bir zaman toplanıp, matlu bir vaziyet alıp, ta suretleri alınsın, timsalleri tutulsun, manaları bilinsin, neticeleri zapt edilsin. Perhaps or in fact, they are created so that they come together in existence, assume a desired, assume the desired position, or if you will pose, so that their pictures will be taken, their similitudes will be preserved, their meanings will be known, and their consequences will be kept. So it is as if we were at a retreat or conference, some kind of a gathering, we talk, converse, we did whatever we want to do, and then we all came together, approached, and somebody's taking our picture. Look at, look at the trees, the stars, the flowers, the, the animals, the, everything, the clouds, that the, the, that the, the beautiful uh, pictures that are painted in the firmament, in the sky with the clouds every day. It is as if they came together for a brief period of time, not for annihilation, but so that their pictures would be taken. Their similitudes would be preserved, their meanings would be known, and their consequences would be kept. Mesela, ehli ebed için daimi manzaralar nesledilsin. For example, so that continual sceneries would be woven, would be prepared, made for the for those who are destined for eternity, for the people of eternity. Hem alemi bekada başka gayelere medar olsun. And so that they would be um, the the locus, loc, lo, loci for other purposes in the abode of everlastingness. Eşya beka için yaratıldığını, fena için olmadığını, belki sureten fena ise de tamamı vazife ve terhis olduğu bununla anlaşılıyor ki, fani bir şey bir cihetle fenaya gider, çok cihetlerle baki kalır. We understand that things, everything, is created for everlastingness, to last. That they are not for annihilation. In fact, even though in appearance we see some kind of annihilation, that is actually the completion of one's duties and discharge from duties. And this is understood from the fact that Transient beings, in one respect, continue into annihilation, but in many respects, they last, they continue. What does that mean? We will go over that now. Mesela, kudret kelimelerinden olan şu çiçeğe bak ki, kısa bir zamanda o çiçek tebessüm edip bize bakar, 
derakav fena perdesinde saklanır. For example, look at this flower. That is one of the words of power. So this is a metaphor Stadnosi uses uh, frequently and of course it has its origins in the Quran. He talks about the hand of power. It is written with the hand of power. The cosmos, the entire cosmos is like a book to be read and understood and everything in it is a word. So that beautiful flower is a word. It is written with the hand of power. So take a look at this flower which is one of the words of power in a brief period of time it smiles at us and then quickly it hides behind the veil of annihilation this is a, another metaphor that Ustad Nursi uses here and elsewhere he refers to flowers especially in the spring when they are all blooming everywhere he refers to them as smiling they are our Lord's messages to us. That is making them smile at us. That beauty, the attraction in that beauty. I mean, think of it. Wouldn't you be attracted? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you, your heart uh, fill will fill with warmth when you see somebody smiling beautifully? Don't those flowers fill your heart with a similar warmth? Take a look at this flower, which is one of the words of power. And it smiles at us in a brief period of time. Then quickly it hides behind the veil of annihilation. Now it doesn't disappear. It doesn't become annihilated. It hides. So it is still there. But it hides behind the veil of annihilation. Fakat senin ağzından çıkan kelime gibi o gider. Fakat binler misallerini kulaklara tevdi eder. Yet while it hides there, similar to the words that come out of your mouth, they depart, they disappear. But as they depart, they leave thousands of their similitudes in the ears. Imagine yourself speaking in, in front of a huge audience, let's say 5,000 people. You say one thing, you say, La ilaha illallah. The words disappear as you finish speaking. Maybe there might be a little bit of echo here and there. They disappear, but the meaning that came out of your mouth, the words that came out of your mouth, is bequeathed, is given to all the ears, all the individuals who are listening. And it is recorded in their memories. And it is recorded in their memories and also in their emotions because it evokes different emotions in every one of them. It goes, but it leaves its similitudes, thousands of its similitudes in the ears. Dinleyen akıllara dedince manalarını akıllarda ebka eder. It gives everlastingness to its meanings, to the number of the intellects that are listening. Çünkü vazifesi olan ifade-i mana bittikten sonra kendisi gider. Fakat onu gören her şeyin hafızasında zahiri suretini ve her bir tohumunda manevi mahiyetini bırakıp öyle gidiyor. Its duty is to express a meaning. When its duty finishes, when its duty of expressing a meaning finishes, it leaves. The word itself leaves. 
but it lives in the memories of everything that sees it its apparent image its apparent form and in each of its seeds it leaves its metaphysical quiddity the seed contains the information of the flower the seed contains the information that makes the flower the flower today we express this in terms of genes and the coding in the genes at some point they did not know that there were the genes but they knew that the information was in the seed in the memories that, that it saw it it leaves the meaning it leaves the apparent form so the, for the flower if you are thinking about the flower it leaves the apparent form so this is a orange flower with rounded petals with a with a long stem with this and that it leaves the image it leaves the similitude in the memories and then in its seeds it also leaves the information that makes it the flower güya her hafıza ile her tohum hıfz zineti için birer fotoğraf ve devamı bekası için birer menzildirler it is as if each memory and each seed is like a photograph taken in order to preserve its ornamented beauty and they are little rooms that are made to preserve uh, its its quiddity they are made for the continuation continuation of its existence en basit mertebeyi hayatta olan masnu böyle ise so if the artifact that is in the simplest level of life because we, when we think about the levels of life perhaps we today start from microbes and bacteria um, if viruses are living creatures maybe viruses right then we move on and we, we come to plants so in the older classification plants were the simplest lowest then would come the animals then would come humans so that's what Ustad Nursi is referring to. We are we we gave our example from a flower. So a flower that is at the simplest, lowest level of life. If this is the case, even though that flower disappears, it does not disappear, it does not become annihilated. It continues its existence behind the veil of annihilation and it leaves its forms and meanings in the intellects and memories and it leaves the information that is there to reconstitute that is needed to reconstitute its uh, its quiddity what makes it it in its seeds if this is the case for the for the for a member of the lowest level of life en yüksek tabakayı hayatta ve ervahı bakiye sahibi olan insan ne kadar beka ile alakadar olduğu anlaşılır. In that case it would be understood to what extent the human being who is at the highest level of life and who has everlasting spirits or who have everlasting spirits it would be understand to what extent they are related to everlastingness. To what extent they must have everlastingness. Çiçekli ve meyveli koca nebatatın bir parça ruha benzeyen her birinin kanunu teşekkülatı, 
timsali sureti zerrecikler gibi tohumlarda kemali intizamla daha dağlı inkılaplar içinde ipka ve muhafaza edilmesiyle gayet cemiyetli ve yüksek bir mahiyete malik, harici bir vücut giydirilmiş, zişuur nurani bir kanunu emri olan ruhu beşer ne derece beka ile merbut ve alakadır olduğu anlaşılır. So maşallah this is a long and profound sentence. We will try our best. It is understood from the fact that the rules regulating the formation of each of the flowering and fruit-bearing trees and the images of their forms, which are to some extent similar to spirits or their spirits. So the rules regulating the formation of the trees and the images of their forms are similar to their spirits. So the rules regulating their formation for instance is coded in their seed in their genes that is that is to some extent like its spirit the thing whatever it is that preserves its quiddity that preserve that which makes it what it is we can perhaps think of this as its nature too but it is a somewhat different concept quiddity is the word that we want to use here that which makes it what it is that is preserved that information those rules kanun is the word the stadner uses here right those rules that regulate its formation and its images the images of its forms like its spirits that these are preserved and given lastingness in small particle-like seeds with perfect orderliness and through turbulent transformations. There are some trees, the seeds of which are like poppy seeds, and those seeds are preserved perhaps sometimes for years behind a small rock. And then there comes a wind, blows it, it finds fertile ground, and then sprouts. And then it grows into this giant tree, like fig. Think of a fig fruit and think of the tiny particle-like seeds in it and think how giant fig trees can become. So these rules are preserved in those particle-like seeds. And this shows that it is understood from this to what extent the human spirit that possesses an utmostly uh, comprehensive and elevated quiddity that is given an external body and that is a conscious and luminous rule of command will be connected with and related to everlastingness if that is the case for the plant that is at the lowest rank of existence what about the human being which is at the highest level of existence what about the spirit of the human being that is the lasting thing that preserves its quiddity and here there is of course a beautiful reference to the quranic verse in in, in the quran god says that spirit is by command of my lord so this is uh, from surah al-isra which is the 17th chapter of the quran and the 85th uh, verse and they ask 
and this is an address to the Prophet ﷺ. They ask you, O oh Muhammad, about the soul, about the spirit. Tell them that the spirit is from the affairs or commands of my Lord. So the word that is used in the Quran is Amr, which can be a command or an affair, a, a, a thing. And it, this is connected because all affairs in creation, all things in, in the creation are but manifestations of God's command to be. So the spirit is from among the commands or affairs of my Lord. It is his creation. وَمَا أُوْتِيْتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا And you are given from its knowledge only a little. So Ustad Nursi, based on this verse, thinks of the spirit as this, as the um, similar to, not as the, but similar to the rules that regulate the formation of what makes a, an individual human being that human being. Just for the sake of analogy, to make it easier, perhaps we can think of this as the software. You take a particular software and you can put it in various uh, computers and it's going to run. So the spirit is given a body that is the external body that is given to it. And it makes the body, that hardware, do something. Talk, walk, think, sleep, eat, do good deeds, do bad deeds. And when the time comes, that body is taken away from that spirit. But the spirit is preserved. That command that is given external body can now be given another external body that is suitable for the next life that it is going to be living in. That might be the life in the grave. That might be uh, the resurrection, in, at which point we will all be given substantive bodies. That, that life might be life in hell or life in paradise. So the body is the instrument of the spirit to interact with the, the reality that is outside of it, that's beyond it. So the information that regulates the formation of each flower, plant, tree, whatever, is like its spirit. And that is preserved. So if this is the case for plants that are at the lowest level of life, what about humans that are at the highest level of life? If that is the conduct by which the plants at the lowest level of life are being treated, what do we expect from the Lord who has created the flower and the human being? Is he going to give everlastingness? Is he going to give lastingness, continuity to the flower and deprive the human being from that? No. We expect the human being to have lastingness too. Altınca esas, the sixth principle. Hem anlarsın ki, and you also understand, insan ipi boğazına sarılıp istediği yerde otlamak için başıboş bırakılmamıştır. 
human being, man, is not left alone. And here again, Saddam is using a metaphor. He's, in, he's using the metaphor of a um, probably a cow, a cattle. And the villages, if they wanted to keep the cattle, the cow, in a particular location. And here think about the uh, small villages of eastern Anatolia. We are not thinking about hundreds of cattle that is being herded from place to place, but each family will perhaps have one, two, three, four cows and they need to graze these cows. The problem is uh, if you just let the cow be, it's going to enter into the gardens of other villagers and that's going to cause trouble. So you want to take the cow to a particular location and limit the motion, the movement of the cow. So they would they will put um, ropes on their necks. And then if they take the cow to a high place, a valley where there are no gardens, then what they can do is they can tie this robe around the horns of the cow so that it doesn't get stuck somewhere and the cow cannot come back. They would tie the tie the rope around the horns and tie it there firmly and let the cow be. So Stadnursi here is saying that human beings are not like animals that uh, are just left alone to graze wherever they want to with their robes tied around their necks. To the contrary, belki bütün amellerinin suretleri alınıp yazılır ve bütün fiillerinin neticeleri muhasebeci için zapt edilir. To the contrary, in fact, the images of all of their deeds are written, recorded, and the consequences of all of their acts are preserved for accounting. They are not left alone. They are not like cattle. The, the ropes of which are tied around their necks and then and on their horns and left alone to go around and graze by themselves. Man is not cattle. All of their deeds are being photographed, are being recorded, and the consequences of all of their acts are being preserved for accounting. Why consequences? Because of the secret of acquisition, inshallah, we will talk about this in much detail. But our acts are one thing, the consequences of our acts are another thing. We keep from our acts what we acquire from them. If I did something that is good, let's say I gave charity, I gave five dollars to a poor man that I saw on the road five liras, five francs, five euros, whatever. However, I knew that there were these friends on the street at the time and I wanted them to see me giving these five dollars to this poor man. Therefore, I did this for ostentation. I did not do it to please God. What is the consequence of my act? Well, I intended to show to my friends that I was giving money to this poor man. And that is the consequence of my act. I showed that I was giving money to this poor man. But if my intention purely was to please God, then my act will be raised to God and God 
can say, yes, I accept it. Or if there was some other problem, he may say, I don't accept it too. But at the end of the day, the consequence of my act is what I acquire from my act. And that is preserved for what? For accounting. Remember the hotel, the, the metaphorical representation, the story that we read at the beginning of this in the previous episode on uh, the 10th, uh, on the 6th truth of the 10th word. There, the guests who were at, at the hotel, their images, the images of their deeds were take, being taken carefully by servants of, at the hotel. So this is the case for us here too. In this world, the images of our deeds are preserved. We will go to the hereafter at the time of accounting. We will see what we did. And then the consequences of those acts are also being preserved. And then we will be judged according to what we accumulate there. Yedinci esas, the seventh principle. Hem anlarsın ki, güz mevsiminde yaz-bahar aleminin güzel mahlukatının tahribatı idam değil. Belki vazifelerinin tamamıyla terhisatıdır. And you also understand that at the time of the season of fall, the beautiful creatures of the summer and spring are not being destroyed in order for them to be sent into non-existence. Perhaps, or in fact, that is their discharge from duty because they completed their duties. And of course, we alluded to this in the previous uh, principles. But here, Ustad Nursi is going to detail it. And we talked about this in uh, some of our earlier episodes too. And here Ustad Nursi opens this up in a side note. Side note. Haşiye. Evet rahmetin erzak hazinelerinden olan bir şecerenin uçlarında ve dallarının başlarındaki meyveler, çiçekler, yapraklar ihtiyar olup vazifelerini hitama ermesiyle gitmelidirler. Yes. The... Fruits, flowers, leaves that are at the furthest edges, tips of the branches of a tree, which is one of the treasuries of provision of mercy. When they become old, these fruits, flowers and leaves, because their duties come to an end, should leave. So there are several metaphors here. We should probably go over them one by one. First, a tree is a treasury of the provisions coming from mercy. All provisions come from mercy. I ate bread and that comes from wheat. And the field on which the wheat is grown is a treasury of mercy. Treasury of provision of mercy. So that's what a tree is. An apricot tree is a treasury of mercy. It is filled with this beautiful and delicious and nutritious fruits that are all coming from mercy. So those trees have the, these furthest edges, the tips of their branches. And there at the end of the branches grow fruits, flowers, leaves. And every year, 
those become old fulfill their mission finish their task complete their duties and it's logical it makes sense that they are now going to leave because they completed their duties ta arkalarından akıp gelenlere kapı kapanmasın so this is the important part so that the gates would not be closed on those who are flowing and coming from behind them the treasuries of mercy that's infinite it is it keeps flowing and flowing and flowing so this uh, tree is perhaps a um the word i want to use here is reshha and there is not a really good translation in english perhaps sweat but it doesn't have the same meaning imagine uh, sometimes if you have been to mountains you you see this if you think of a you know rock at the let's say the skirts of the of a hill water oozes out of that you know that if water is oozing out of that you know that there is a huge cavity somewhere that is filled with water and this is being filtered through earth and rocks and oozing out here it's as if it is sweating on the rock right so the tree is where the, where the provision oozes out from the infinite ocean of the treasuries of the of the merciful one but if the fruit that's there that got old did not leave there wouldn't be room for the next coming one remember the hotel again every day all the decoration was being destroyed and created again destroyed and built again and that's a manifestation reflection of the name the everlasting there's perpetuity that we observe here it's i mean it would be artistic and it would be an accomplishment if somebody build a beautiful picture that anybody who looks would be really attracted to but what if um, let's say this is a mural that a picture that's painted on a wall what if the same artist painted the wall all white whitewashed the wall every day and then painted again a picture that is similar to the previous one equally beautiful but still not the same showing some more nuances some another aspect of his the artist's skills and the beauty the the creativity that the artist has in 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 him what if that was the case would that not be even more beautiful and also majestic that is what this cosmos is like it is more beautiful than the most beautiful picture that has ever been painted by the most skilled artist human artist that's out there and it is not only it is more beautiful it it is being whitewashed and painted again and whitewashed and painted again every day sometimes every moment we talked about that picture that the clouds paint on the sky on a beautiful day with you know a few clouds here and there not not a you know, rainy day but a sunny day but clouds that are providing us some shade wouldn't that picture transform transmute 
as the clouds moved around and changed their shapes every moment from moment to moment doesn't the picture that we watch behold on the firmament change every day the position of the stars sometimes the clouds get involved there too it's beautiful and it is not a stagnant picture it is it is in motion and this is an aspect of that there will be fruits on the trees and we will eat them and it will finish but sometimes we won't eat them they will get old and rot and fall and you know bacteria will eat so that's another aspect of it there's provision in that and the provision is being consumed and new ones have to come so if those did not fall those leaves those flowers those fruits if they did not fall then the then the the channel would be clogged those channels that allow the provision to flow from the treasuries of mercy they would be clogged so it's it's it makes sense that they are going to depart they fulfilled their mission they completed their duties let them go new ones will come yoksa rahmetin ve saatina ve sair ihvanlarının hizmetine set çekilir otherwise the breadth the largeness of mercy and the service of that fruit that leaf that flowers other brothers and sisters will be prevented we cannot stand before the breadth of mercy it is wide god's mercy is wide god's mercy is endless and we cannot limit let alone prevent the provision that's flowing from the treasuries of that infinite mercy hem kendileri gençlik zevaliyle hem zelil hem perişan olurlar moreover those fruits leaves flowers they will not stay young and fresh they will not stay young and fresh they will become old and as their youth disappears they will become abject they will become destitute and they don't want to be there and this is like human beings too of course youth departs and then there comes old age and may god give all of us long and fruitful good lives full of khair full of goodness but at old age the blessings of that youth the energy the sturdy body starts to depart us and then there comes a point when we feel destitute we can't do it anymore the body is not uh, able to carry the spirit anymore so isn't death a mercy at that point hem kendileri gençlik zevaliyle hem zelil hem perişan olurlar so they those fruits flowers leaves but by analogy humans they will become abject and destitute because of the disappearance of their youth işte bahar dahi mahşer numa bir meyvedar ağaçtır so the spring is also a fruit bearing tree that is like the mahşer that is like the plains of gathering 
And here the reference, of course, is to the hereafter, when all spirits gather. Her asırdaki insan alemi ibret müma bir şeceredir. The human realm, the humanity, at each time or in each century, is a tree that is full of lessons to be learned from. History. Full of lessons to be learned from. Arz dahi mahşir-i bir şecere-i kudrettir. And the earth is a tree of power that is like a place of gathering that's full of wonders. Hatta dünya dahi meyveleri ahiret pazarına gönderilen bir şecere-i hayret nümadır. And the world, the, and I mean, here the reference that the dunya is not only a reference to the earth as a planet, but the world as this more abstract concept. The world is a um, wondrous, awe-inspiring tree, the fruits of which are sent to the marketplace of the hereafter. It is like a tree, the world is like a tree, the fruits of which are sent to the marketplace of the hereafter. And here we should remember the uh, prophetic tradition about the world uh, being the being the cultivating field of the hereafter. The world is a cultivating field. What we sow here, we reap there. It is like a tree. It bears fruits, and those fruits are sent to the marketplace of the hereafter. And there we need to see who will who will take it, who will purchase it. Will God accept it? Will God accept those fruits from us? And the fruits of the creation, the, the non-conscious creatures, other than human beings and the jinn who do not have responsibilities, their fruits are also being sent there. Remember, these are demos, and those demos will be replaced by the real things over there, the everlasting real things, whatever they are representing here. So here the side note comes to an end. Let's go to the beginning of the seventh principle so that we can continue without interruption. Güz mevsiminde yaz bahar aleminin güzel mahluklarının tahribatı idam değil, belki vazifelerinin tamamıyla terhisatıdır. So that the beautiful creatures of the spring and summer are being destroyed when the season of fall comes, that is not sending them into non-existence. That is not a permanent execution. In fact, it is discharge from duties as a result of the completion of their duties. Hem yeni baharda gelecek mahlukata yer boşaltmak için tefrigattır. And it is also a an evacuation. It is an evacuation in order to open up space for the new creatures that are going to come in the new spring, the, the next spring. Ve vazifedar mevcudatın gelmesine yer hazırlamaktır ve ihzarattır. And it is also to prepare space for new things with new duties to come into existence. It's a preparation for them. Hemzi şuura vazifesini unutturan gafletten ve şükrünü unutturan sarhoşluktan ikazat-ı subhaniyedir. And this is also very important. 
it is also a warning from the one glory be unto him it's a warning from god to the conscious beings against the heedlessness that makes them forget their duty and the inebriation the drunkenness this infatuation with the world and forgetting everything that makes them forget gratitude that makes them forget thankfulness to god when we see that everything is departing then we understand oh we had gotten used to it and fallen into heedlessness we were not recognizing the value in it but now that it departed us now we we woke up from our heedlessness now we woke up from our forgetfulness in with regard to the gratitude that we were supposed to show and we turn to god and say please give us again when you give next time we are going to be thankful and grateful and we will not forget you we will not gobble it up as animals we are going to remember that we are human beings and we have a duty in this creation too the eighth principle hemanlarsın ki şu fani alemin sermediği saniyi için başka ve baki bir alemi var ki ibadını oraya sevk ve ona teşvik eder and you also understand that the perpetual artful creator of this transient realm has another and lasting realm and he uh, sends directs his slaves there and he encourages them he encourages them to go there too now remember the story at the beginning again this hotel was full of beautiful decorations and beautiful food that was provided to the guests but the guests were not there to stay the purpose of these beautiful delicious food the beautiful ornamentation was all for them to taste to get a glimpse of be encouraged to then understand if the one to whom we are traveling has so much beauty to show in this temporary hotel guest house what about the permanent abode where he is waiting for us what about the beauty and delicacy and exquisite art and everything that will be attractive for us and that will be lasting what about that what about that let's go there let's go there but importantly let's not just go there let's go there in a state that will be pleasing to this great person who is expecting us there so that when we arrive he does not tell us this is not what i called you for didn't you recognize that that hotel that guest house was not only to gobble up everything it would didn't you recognize that there were regulations there didn't you recognize that your images were being taken didn't you recognize that your transactions were being preserved didn't you recognize that there were rules and norms that you were supposed to follow didn't you recognize that 
all that food and all that ornamentation was not for satiation, but they were only demos. Didn't you recognize that I was waiting for you here? Didn't you recognize that that guest house was not for you to forget me, but for you to remember me? Didn't you recognize that all that beauty was just signs of all this, what I have here in store for you that is permanent and that is infinitely more beautiful? Didn't you recognize? How could you betray? How could you betray? Because before you set out for your journey, I had actually taken a promise from you that you would not forget me. How did you betray your promise? You do not deserve what I have here. Your place is somewhere else. We don't want that. May God protect us from that. We don't want that. We want our Lord to tell us, once we arrive there, our Lord to tell us, enter among my servants, enter among my slaves, enter in my paradise. This is where the real thing is. May we all hear that. Inshallah. Dokuzuncu esas. The ninth principle, and this is the last, inshallah, we will end with this. Hem anlarsın ki, öyle bir Rahman, öyle bir alemde, öyle has ibadına, öyle ikramlar edecek. Ne göz görmüş, ne kulak işitmiş, ne kalbi beşere hutur etmiştir. And you will also understand that, that merciful one, in that realm, is going to give such favors to his uh, special elevated slaves, to his special slaves. Those favors, those blessings, no eye has seen them, no, no ear has heard of them. They have not appeared to any human heart. They are beyond imagination. These are only demos. These are, you know, for us to remember and to be encouraged. But compared to what is there, this is nothing. This is nothing compared to what is there. Let's not mistake this. Let, let, let's not misunderstand this. What is here is valuable. It is precious. It is precious because it is a sign of the Creator. It's precious because it serves a purpose. It's precious because it's a reminder. It's precious because it shows the attributes of the Creator and it shows us the direction. With regard to that face, Ustad Nursi calls this the indicative aspect of things. Right? With regard to the aspect of worldly things that indicate their Creator, they are precious. And then in that phase, there is also an aspect within that phase that within that aspect, there is also an aspect that indicates the hereafter. That's what we are looking at now. It is precious with, in that regard too. The aspect of it that looks to this world and that is what is transient. Remember we talked about the flower, the rules that regulate the uh, formation of the flower. The beautiful image of the flower, those are preserved, those are not transient. But the material that makes the flower, those atoms, those um, protons and neutrons and electrons, that that energy, that, that 
momentarily has gathered in that place for a few days, a few weeks, if it's a tree, a few years, a few centuries, but then part from one another and then disperse into the cosmos to now be used to bring something else together. That is, its value is limited to, the, the, to this world. It is transient. That material aspect, it is even ugly if we forget the indicative aspect of it. If it becomes a veil before our eyes that prevent us from seeing the real thing, and we probably talked about this, the veil is a veil with holes in it. It is like a tool. If you focus on the weft and warp, all you see is going to be the weft and warp. And it's going to be transient. It's going to hide behind the veil of annihilation. It's going to uh, attract you, but not satiate you. But if you focus, if you change your viewpoint and you focus on the holes through them, you will see this world of everlastingness and majesty. You will see perpetuity and sublimity. And there you will recognize what is waiting for you. May that be what is waiting for us. May we be among those to whom God will say, enter among my slaves, enter my paradise. May we acquire that tranquil soul. May our souls acquire, attain tranquility so that we can enter among them. So that we can see the real things that these demos are, are representing. So that, so that we may witness his countenance, the countenance of our Lord. So all of what we see here is pointing to there and to him. Amen. We believe as such. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim وآخر الدواهم أن الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة